Every day, entrepreneurs spend thousands of dollars on confusing courses, failed Facebook ads, and websites that no one looks at. Only a small fraction of them will actually succeed. So what do the successful entrepreneurs do differently? That is the question. This podcast is the answer. My name is Bridget Irby. I am a marketing mastermind, and these are my secret confessions on the strategies that I've used to help business owners grow their business while staying true to their morals, values, and their mission. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Unleash the Unstoppable. And today I'm going to pull back the curtain and share something really personal with you because I feel like it's going to help you to take these principles and apply them into your business and ultimately learn these lessons so that you can apply them not only in your own life, but also into your business. I think some of the best lessons that we we learn and the things that help us to move forward in business are lessons that we learn in our life and then we apply them to business. The thing that I've seen over the years is I can teach almost anyone how to make money. I can teach you marketing, I can teach you sales, but ultimately if you do not have the the development and the maturity in your own personal life to be able to handle what comes with the revenue growth, the sales growth, the business growth, then you're going to end up struggling. And ultimately, the results in terms of increased revenue, increased sales, um, and scalability will not be there. So you have to have these fundamental principles in place. And the thing that I want to share with you today is a few lessons that I learned Um, pretty early on, I was in my mid twenties or so, and I had been having a hard time for, for a while until these three simple words would just ultimately change and alter the course of my life forever. So nine years ago on a Saturday, my sons, our youngest sons, biological father and I, we got into an argument. So if if you know anything about us, you'll know that my husband and I, we have this big, beautiful, blended family and it was challenging at first to say the least, but we have worked out all the kinks and we're really certainly better for it. But if you know me and how I was raised, uh, I, w- I came from a family where my mom and my dad were together. They were together from, um, there was the only, only life that I knew was mom and dad in the same household, a very, very whole uh, family. I had really no concept of even what a blended family was until I was in high school. And in high school was the first time that I was really exposed to you know, people who had step siblings and a stepmom and a stepdad. And I didn't really understand all of that because the, you know, the household that I grew up in was just completely different. So a lot of my friends were being shuttled back and forth between two households. And it was just a new, a new concept for me because I went home and I slept in the same bed every single night and my mom and my dad were there. And so I didn't, I never had that. And then when I had my son back in 2008, I was so desperate to make sure that he had that growing up. 
because I knew that my friends had struggled and and then it was difficult for them to juggle two houses and two families and you know it was it was it was hard for them and I watched them go through that and I didn't want my son to have to do that um and I ultimately ended up making this promise to my son when he was an infant and to myself that I would do absolutely everything I could to give him what I considered to be that whole family experience, right? Where mom and dad are in the same house and to, to help him to have the experience that I had growing up. And it's a promise that ultimately literally almost killed me, but that's a story for another post. Today, I want to tell you about this, this argument that happened nine years ago between myself and my biological, my, my son's biological father. And I, and I say that and I'll cover that in another post, but, but ultimately this one argument really, really changed everything. And you know how you have those moments in your life where, where something just clicks for you. This was definitely one of those, those days for me. We had been talking about things with the house and eventually this conversation, this kind of frustration argument came back around to money, time and future. Like so often it does, right? We were, we came from uh, very different backgrounds. Um, He had a blended family, right? He grew up in in a blended family. Um, he He wasn't necessarily driven. I have always been a very high achiever. I've always been incredibly driven. And in fact, at that point in my life, I was the director of of marketing and sales for the largest skilled nursing facility in the state of Louisiana. And I was only 23. So I was still very, very young, super successful. I was a diplomat with the chamber, top 40 under 40, young professionals of the year. I sat on multiple nonprofit boards. I had actually, the year prior, I had started at this, um, this organization, this facility, and they were literally about to close their doors. And whenever, you know, I came in, we built up the team and we took some different approaches and started really being super aggressive in terms of marketing and making sure that we were the best company that we could possibly be. We generated over $6 million in revenue in the next 12 months. And so they were able to keep their doors open. They were able to be financially viable and successful. So in terms of, of my business life, I was absolutely completely together Right. And uh, like Jonathan Sprinkle said, I heard him speak the other day and he said that at one point in his life, he was a public success and a private mess. And so that was definitely me. I was very much so a public you know, success and you know, accepting awards, business awards, marketing awards and had recruiters calling me and people begging me to come work for them, you know, from all over the place. And but when I came home every day, I just wasn't, I wasn't happy. I, I had made this promise to myself and to my son when I first had him um, that I was going to make this relationship with his father work. But we were so different. You know, his father came from a different background. He was not driven. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. Everyone is different. And I'm not saying that. Um, if you're not driven, then that, then that makes you a bad person. That's not what I'm saying at all. 
But what I am saying is that it is difficult for me because I am so driven. It can become um, difficult for me in relationships because I will be running so fast <laughs> that if someone else is not running, um, there can there can be a lot of strife. And so that was where we were at. And I wanted a lot of things. So I had already, you know, I bought my first house when I was 22 years old. Or no, I was 21. I was 21 years old. I bought my first house. I was used to taking care of myself and I was really financially fundamentally independent. Um, and he was just not there. He wasn't on the same page with me and he was okay. Um, having little, he was okay. Having just enough. He was okay. Uh, working, you know, 40 to 50 hours a week to have just enough to be, have just enough to pay your bills, to have just enough to make sure that there was food on the table. And it, that wasn't okay for me. And so we would, we would argue and we would bicker about these things. And finally, during one of these arguments, he said these three words that ultimately would change everything for me. He said, isn't this enough? Bridget, isn't this enough? And he was so frustrated. And what he meant by this was he meant our life, which really appeared great from the outside, right? We lived in a three-bedroom brick home in a safe neighborhood. We didn't cheat on each other. We didn't have these public fights and... You know, we, we just, ultimately we looked together, but what you couldn't see from the outside was that we were living paycheck to paycheck. We had constant arguments behind closed doors and our relationship was completely void of any depth or of any real connection. So it didn't take me long to answer his question. And I said, no, it's not enough. Because I didn't want to continue giving away 60 plus hours of my life every week, generating millions of dollars for corporations while I was missing out on my son's childhood. And I was missing out on my own life and I wasn't building anything that I could give to my kids in the future. It wasn't enough for me to live in a house that felt like a war zone. It wasn't enough for me to spend the rest of my life building a business for someone else. Like none of that was enough for me. And when I told him that this wasn't enough for me, he told me that I should be okay with where we were because so many people had less than we did. And in that moment when he, when he said that, I felt so ashamed that I wasn't more grateful for what we have. But the truth is I was incredibly grateful for everything that we had. I was very, very grateful. I knew because I had come from somewhere else that I could very easily have had less. I knew that. And while I had worked hard to get to where I was, I knew that I was incredibly blessed. I knew that there were people in other parts of the world who worked just as hard, if not harder than I did. And they had a lot less. But that didn't mean that I didn't want to make things even better than they were. And when he asked me that and he told me that I should be grateful, his words really cut into me for a minute. And I felt really guilty. I felt guilty that I wanted to spend more time with my son. I felt guilty that I wanted to put him in the best schools and the best program. I felt guilty that I wanted to have enough money left over every year so that I could take a vacation. I felt guilty that I would rather be alone than in a bad relationship, even if, even if that meant sacrificing the promise that I made to myself 
and to my son on this idea of giving him the whole family. And then I snapped out of it, right? I allowed that guilt to set in for just a moment and then I snapped out. I remembered who I was, what mattered most to me, and what kind of example I wanted to set for my son. I knew that right or wrong, this wasn't going to work for me. And it was that day that I really began to let go of the promise of that whole family that I had made to myself and my son. Now, while I know that everyone's situation is different, I personally will be forever grateful that I was brave enough to let myself and my son down on that promise. Now, there are three big lessons that this whole experience taught me. And these are lessons that I have applied to everything in my life, including my business. And honestly, these are some of the lessons that have really helped me to succeed in business. And that's why I want to share them with you today. Now, the first lesson that I learned in this is you have to believe people when they tell you and show you who they are. You believe them. Now, we all know that surrounding yourself with people who share your values and goals is absolutely one of the most important things that you can do. But If you are anything like what I used to be, you might think that you have this magic power to change people. Now, even worse, you might feel the need to save people from themselves to help them to build a better life. That was completely me. I 100,000% believed that I could save someone, that I could fix them if they were broken. And I want you to ask yourself right now, ask yourself, is there anyone that you are holding on to in your life because you are trying to fix or save them? Now, if you answered yes to that question, unless that person is your child, I want you to stop now because you are under the delusion that you have the power to change someone else, that you have the power to make them better. But let me be the first to guarantee you that you do not have that power. Thinking that your presence, that your advice or your influence can change someone is kind of like thinking that if you kiss a frog, he or she will turn into a prince or princess, right? It's not going to happen. The thing about, about humans about each one of us is that for us to change, for us to really change, we have to want to. People can tell us every single day of the week that we need to do this or we need to do that or that if we do this, we'll get whatever. But ultimately, if we don't want to change, if we don't want to be better, if we don't want to be the highest and best version of ourselves, we're not going to do it. The desire to change has to come from deep down inside of ourselves. It is not something that is external. You cannot change anyone else. And this applies just as much in business as it does in life. So before you go into partnership with anyone in business, and that includes hiring, firing, any of that, you, you need to look at who people really are. Because just because they tell you something that things are going to be different or whatever, whether um, that is an employee, whether that's uh, a mentor, mentee, anything like that, a, a friendship, a partnership, people do not change unless they want to. 
And there has to be some kind of motivating factor, some kind of driving force that's going to push that change. Now, this is the second principle that I want to talk to you about today is I want you to never, ever, ever hold so tightly to a promise that you are blind to what is right and what is wrong. While everything in me wanted to make our family work, in the end, that desire was wrong. When I made that promise to do everything I could to make our family, quote, whole to myself and my son, I was wrong. My ex spent most of his days feeling like he didn't measure up because I was constantly on him to be more, to do more. And that just isn't what he wanted. He didn't want that out of life. But I wanted it, so I wanted him to want it too. I spent most of my days feeling suffocated and resentful and frustrated. Our son spent most of his day confused on what to expect with no real sense of security. And we all lived in a home that was often filled with anger, animosity, and blame instead of love, laughter, and support. It was unhealthy for all of us, and it got worse every single day until I finally realized how holding tight to this promise that I made was making me lose sight of the truth. It was making me lose sight of the fine line between right and wrong. It was making me unable to see what I was really doing to the people around me. Like holding tight to that promise was making me hurt the people around me. Now listen, I don't pretend to know what's right for you. That's between you and God. But for me, in the end, it was my failure at this promise that ended up being my greatest success. Leaving any relationship, whether it be a friendship, a relationship, a romantic relationship, or a business relationship, it can be a very, very, very difficult decision. We all go into partnerships with the best of intentions, but at the end of the day, Do not let the intentions from the very beginning make you blind to the reality of the situation that you are in. The third lesson that I want you to always, always, always remember is that at some point you are going to be wrong and that's okay. Like most people, I used to be completely convinced that I knew everything, that I was super smart, and I had it all figured out. But the older that I've gotten, the more that I've realized, compared to what there is to know, I know absolutely nothing. I've learned that what is my truth in one moment may not always be my truth. In the moment that I made that promise to myself and to my son, my truth was that the only way to do right by your children was to have a, quote, whole family, no matter the cost. My truth was that to give my son the safety and security that he needed, I had to sacrifice myself. I had to sacrifice my happiness and everything that I wanted. But that wasn't the truth. That wasn't real. What is true is that the happier that I am, the better mom I become. The happier that I am, the better boss I become. The happier that I am, the more successful I am in business. What is true is that having a whole family doesn't necessarily mean what I thought it meant. It doesn't mean that mom and dad are under one roof. That's not what it means. I'd have never realized that if I did not allow myself to be wrong and to be okay with it. Listen, we are all going to be wrong sometimes. 
If you think you have never been wrong before, you are absolutely fooling yourself. Maybe you've started a company that the market wasn't ready for. Maybe you hired an employee that just wasn't a good fit. Maybe, like me, you spent six years trying to make a doomed relationship work. Whatever it is, it's okay. You were wrong. It doesn't make you any less amazing. It just makes you human. Now, after that day, I left that relationship. Ultimately, I left that job. And for most of you, you probably know that I started my own company. I've coached thousands of business owners from all around the world. I've authored two books. I've spoken on international stages on topics ranging from business strategy and revenue generation to loving yourself and overcoming fear. But what you may not know is that the thing that I've done that means the most to me is meeting, marrying, and building a life with the absolutely most amazing man that I have ever met. He's someone that challenges me, grows with me, and loves me unconditionally. Without his love and support, it would have taken me a lot longer to be brave enough to go out on my own, to share my thoughts on stage, and certainly to write my first book. Together, we challenge each other to grow, to strive, and to become the highest and best versions of ourselves. And if I would have held tight to my promise, my promise that I made in a much younger and less wise state, I would have never met him. And he's the kind of person who would absolutely never even think to ask me, Bridget, isn't this enough? You've reached the end of another Unleash the Unstoppable podcast episode. Make sure to connect with us at UnleashTheUnstoppable.com. We'll see you next time.